0: welcome along to the first episode of this two-party series. We've gone along to the Amersham campus of the Amersham and Wickham College, where we're joining around 40 students who are asking questions to representatives from five main political parties. Alan Stevens, who's a prospective parliamentary candidate, is representing UKIP. Kirsten Johnson, who is a prospective parliamentary candidate, is representing the Liberal Democrats. Alan Booth, who is a district councillor for the Chesham and Amersham area, is representing the Green Party. Ben Davis, who is a prospective parliamentary candidate, is representing Labour. David Watson, who is a district councillor for the Flackwell Heath and Little Marlowe area, is representing the Conservatives. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, David was unable to join us for the debate. couple of things that I just really quickly want to go through with you. Who's on Twitter? Who's got their phones? Are they on? Have your phones on? We don't mind as long as they're on silent. If you want to tweet about what's going on, that's great. We've got a couple of um, handles and some hashtags you can use. So the main hashtag for the general election this year that everybody seems to be using is GE2015. So you can use that with your tweets. Also um, do you all know the college's Twitter handle? Yeah, okay, so use that. Um, Also, um, the Twitter handle that I use is uh, Buck's Youth Voice, so you can use that one as well. And then these guys each have their own Twitter handles that you can use as well if you like something that they say or don't, and then you can tweet about it. Um, But we'll get them to introduce themselves, and they can give you their Twitter handles at the same time. Um, Okay, so what we're gonna do, uh, after the um, panel's introduce themselves, we'll, uh, I'll ask a, a quick question. And then we can throw it open to the floor. So it's, it's all about you guys today. Um, it's all, you know, we want to know what you want from your uh, parliamentary leaders, how you want to be represented, and if you have any questions, this is your opportunity to, to put them across. Um, so if we start from the left, if you could go along, introduce sure. yourselves, the party that you're representing, and what your hashtag is or your Twitter handle
1: is. Okay, I'm Kirsten Johnson. I'll try to speak loudly, but tell me if you can't hear. My hashtag is at Kirsten Lib Dems. So Kirsten spelled like you see it there Lib Dems. Please say nice things. No, it doesn't matter really. Just have an opinion. What I'm really, really keen on is that you get engaged and that those of you that are 18 vote and that those of you that aren't 18, get your parents to vote Lib Dem, because we want to reduce the voting age to 16. I'm very keen on getting the youth um, of today engaged with the political process, and our party has in its manifesto that we will reduce the voting age to 16. Um, I'll go on to more policies later, but you hear the American accent. I'm actually a dual citizen. I've lived here since 1994, my husband's English. I was actually studying piano in Vienna, Austria, never been to Europe before, and I fell in love with this lovely English guy called Jonathan was not my life plan to get married and to move to England. I'd never been to this country before, um, but I ended up getting married, moved here in 94. Now we have three girls who are all born in NHS hospitals, and we use the NHS quite regularly because one breaks her arm and does all kinds of things, and we're constantly in A&E. And yes, I love this country, and I would be very, very proud to represent this constituency for the Lib Dems. I'm a musician, by the way. I've never held any public office. I've never been a councillor or done anything really with politics. I've just... Um, been fed up, really, like uh, I think a lot of people are with the political process, and I think that people need me in politics that are fresh, that have lived in the real world, um, and can maybe bring something new into politics. So that's me. Okay.
2: Thank you. Hi, um, I'm Alan Booth. I'm uh, substituting for the Green candidate who's called Jill Walker. Uh, she's broken her ankle and isn't doing very well. Um, I'm actually standing um, for a local council position and a parish council position up in Chartridge. Um, we, the Greens are, uh, their core values are to be uh, caring, uh, courageous, uh, principled, and for the common good. Um, you've heard quite a lot more about it recently than, than uh, happened in the last election, certainly, and uh, we hope to make a difference.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, Twitter, you want to
3: Alan JGB. That's okay. uh, an okay. Brilliant, thank you. Right, so my name is Alan Stevens. Uh, I uh, got into this in 2010. I've been a non voter for a long time. I'm principally here representing, across course, UKIP because I believe in the core principle of UKIP, which is that we have basically a different vision, a vision for the future of this country, other than that represented by most of the parties, or all the parties represented here. We want Britain to be an independent, prosperous country that trades globally is not tied to the declining economic bloc in Europe and does continue to be an operating country of democracy. In the introduction you heard, you were congratulated on coming to participate in a democratic process. The process you're participating in is at least creating the possibility that you could get rid of people that you don't want to see in government, okay? To the extent that we become more and more part of a European federal state, you will not have that ability. You will be in the elections in future times in which your vote will make no difference because whatever you think, the majority of votes from elsewhere in the European Union can determine the future of what happens in this country. It's fundamentally a moral and political question, although there are economic aspects to it. Fundamentally, we believe that this country should continue to exist as an independent, distinctive, cultural and economic and society, and we propose to do everything we can cause that to happen. Thank you. Hi, um, I'm Ben Davis. My hashtag is BT
4: underscore Davis. Um, I'm running for the first time, too. And I actually live here as well as in the real world and my like Kirsten, she, she lives somewhere else. I think it's important to live amongst the people you want to represent. Yeah? And living in Great Lissender with my kids in local schools and using the NHS here, I have a much stronger sense of what people want in this constituency. I don't think they want Alan's vision, which is well, the natural extension of which is two very miserable white guys sitting under the last remaining tree. The fact is, We've got to build a consensus in this country where the economy works for all of us. So that the budget for education is not skewed in this county as it is in favour of a small minority, where people who are on free school meals can't access the grammar school system, and where the economy uh, does not serve things like housing, so people can't live in the place that they were born in and grew up in. This election is incredibly important, and I'll be honest with you, I would rather you vote for any of the candidates... Even the one that didn't turn up. (laughs) Even her, maybe. But the most important thing is that you participate, because older people vote more. It's a fact. And this is the largest generation of young people ever. And it's time you made your voices heard. We would also lower the voting age to 16, and I wish it had happened for this election. But the one thing you can be sure about, that if I was elected, I would go to work by train, okay? I wouldn't have a second home in Amersham on the taxpayer i work hard every day. I'd live here. My kids would still be in the local schools. And I would be on the streets so you could challenge me if you met me, and not some distant location in Surrey. So let's have a new chance in Buckinghamshire for politics, and end the one part of state. Vote
0: Labour. OK. Gloves are off already. Excellent. OK. So, before we move into our questions, I would like to ask uh, the panel... If you could keep your answers as short and sweet as possible um, and keep your punches above the belt <laughs> because we've got a limited amount of time, um, we're only here uh, for just under an hour. Okay? Um, so I'm going to kick off, um, it's, it's been touched upon already uh, by a couple of the, the, the people on the panel. Uh, it's no secret that uh, many young people as well as many adults are disengaged with politics. um, don't know where to turn. I'd like to know how you feel about it, um, and also what you feel that you can do as a party and, then as, an indiv- and as an individual in the, the seat that you may take to combat this. Um, so I guess we can start from one person to give their opinion, and we can sort of cascade through the rest of you. So who would like to...
3: Well, have a go. Okay, just briefly. Um, it's a notable fact about you, Kip, that many of our supporters are previous non-voters, and that includes me, so we are actually a party that's drawing some people back into voting. Uh, I share Ben's concern that people in the younger generations particularly are not voting enough, and it does have the purely practical effect that politicians won't pay any attention to you, actually, and they will keep on making decisions designed to uh, placate older age groups, and that's not really in your interest, so I think it's an extremely good idea I uh, share uh, Ben's uh, sentiment that you should vote for anyone, or these is certainly materially in your interests. is the last time we'll agree on anything. It is. I promise <laughs> the last time we'll agree on anything. The uh, I think people are disenchanted with, with politics for a number of reasons. First of all, they don't mind voting for a, what just a party and hoping that it does the bit of the manifesto that they particularly like. So people are more interested in single issues than they are in voting for a party, and they're more they're more likely to realise that the party can say. Pretty much what it likes as an election campaign and then not actually do what it's going to say anyway. I think we in UKIP would also say that most of the other parties are very similar to each other because they all essentially represent the view, I would describe as a social democratic view, that the expansion of the state, if providing can be afforded or even if it can't, is essentially a good thing and that most solutions in society ought to involve the state. It's true of UKIP that although we propose to maintain the core state services and so on, we don't have the same faith in the expansion of governments and we are and therefore the smaller government party, the one that would most like to reduce taxation, and the one that's usually pioneered, for example, taking people on the minimum wage out of taxation. So we are distinctively different. We've attracted some more votes back into the form on that basis. And we, are, and we are very much opposing the consensus, pro-EU, pro-big state uh, consensus, that I think is growing used to here.
0: here. Yeah, thank you.
4: I um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, I I actually have never run before uh, for any uh, political party, and I'm running for the first time because I feel very strongly that people across all age groups are deeply disenchanted with politics. And it doesn't matter whether uh, it's to do with uh, MPs' expenses, which was a disgrace. Um, It doesn't matter whether it's to do with the fact that they're out of touch. The point is, when you feel like something doesn't work for you, you have to get involved, because otherwise it's never going to change. And so I'm running for the first time and I'm 43 because I really think it's important that actually you want some independent minded people in Parliament. Uh, I, I say what I think, it's not always a good thing, and, but at least I put myself out there and you can challenge me. I think the, uh, uh, the political consensus actually that uh, Alan is so keen to kind of uh, claim is there is not there at all, and you just have to look at a few areas of policy. Our policies towards, for example, housing. Uh, if we were elected this time, We'd be building 200,000 houses a year. Uh, We'd be putting a priority on affordable housing. We wouldn't be uh, privatising, like the Tories plan to, uh, the remaining bits of social housing. Uh, I believe very strongly, having walked, unlike most of the other candidates, in every part of Cheshire and every part of this constituency, that actually, if you look around you, people become uh, uh, trapped by the bricks they live in. If you don't create places where people feel optimism and hope, if you don't provide jobs locally if you don't provide good transport infrastructure and health, then actually what you're doing is you're keeping hope from a large portion of the population. So I'd like to see hope redistributed as well as wealth. I want opportunity redistributed too. Because at the moment, the education system here serves a few parts of the population very well indeed. But if you look at the disparity in terms of GCSE results, depending on which kind of school you go to and what part of the income group you're in, Uh, That's very unfair indeed, and those are things that I would like to address. But also there's a wider democratic point. Whether you're in North Korea or in Buckinghamshire, if it's a one-party state and the Tories have been governing this county since the late 19th century, you don't get scrutinised, you don't get challenged, and you don't get asked any questions. The local press here collude with this in a lot of cases press is not so bad, but the other paper entirely colludes with the Tory uh, consensus that seems to exist in the county. So it's important you get out and vote, it's important you engage in the democracy, and it's important that you become the leaders of our country, and not the followers. Okay,
2: thank you. Alan? I think... Um as Ben just said, I mean, we live in a one-party state effectively in, in this constituency, That uh, the Tories are, are here, they stay, and you can't shift them, so uh, what's the point in voting? Um, I mean, who here is registered to vote? So
0: okay. a good show of hands there. Really
3: and who is, who's going to
2: vote? Okay, good. but do you really feel like your vote's going to count if, if, if you're not a Tory? Think so. So the main problem with engagement in the country, uh, all across the country, is the voting system. People should be allowed to vote how they feel, rather than voting for the next worst candidate. So everybody that's, you know, I believe. I mean, I have voted Labour in the past. I voted Lib Dem in the past, uh, mostly in the hope to stop a Tory, and it's never worked. So. Uh, and now I'm going to vote with my heart and vote with conviction. And even if, um, you know, Shel Gillen gets in again, it will be with a good conscience and knowing that the more people that vote how they feel will create a pressure to change the voting system. I'm going to pick up a little bit on what um, Ms Stephen said here with regards to... The economy and the so-called social democratic consensus. Um, since 1979 and um, the Thatcher-led deregulation of the economy we have had the three worst economic crashes in the post-war period. So from f- uh, 45 to 1979 uh, there was a tradition of trade unionism and there was growth like we've never experienced since. Albert Merlin said You've never had it so good. I mean, this is ancient history for most people. It is for, is for me, it's before I was born. But the truth is that deregulation has worked for corporations, but it doesn't work for people. So people need to get organised. They need to join trade unions. You need to stand up your rights, because otherwise you're going to get steamrolled by companies.
0: Thank you. Kirsten?
1: Yeah. so back to the, the question which was, you know, what, what, why are people disenfranchised we, and how can we engage people a bit more? Um, I'm proud that we live in a democracy. You'll see some leaflets at the back and one Lib Dem leaflet highlights um, that there's many, many, many countries in the world which criminalise homosexuality and that um, kill people if they're gay. Um, So we we have a lot of freedoms and a lot of wonderful things that are right in this country, and we need to to really celebrate the democracy we live in. Personally, I'd like to see more women involved. Now, I realize you already have Cheryl Gillen as a woman MP, but one of the things I'm hoping to do in running for office is inspire some of you out there um, to get involved. You know, to to have a say, that we need voices that are women's voices in Parliament. There's not enough women standing for election at local level as well as at parliamentary level. So please do get involved, and you can do it. Okay, And then also, the other thing I'd like to say is that the Lib Dems um, do want to reform the system. Not only do we want to reduce the voting age to 16, but we would like to have an elected House of Lords. We don't think it's right that people just get appointed to the House of Lords, but in our manifesto we want an elected House of Lords. We also want to reduce donations to parties to £10,000, which seems like a lot of money, but believe it or not, millions of pounds are given by some... Um, organizations and um, individuals to to some parties. So we'd like to limit donations so that it's a fairer playing field across the board for all the parties. Um, we'd also like to introduce a single transferable vote, which means your vote would count in this area if we have single transferable vote. So I think that that's the, the best way forward for a true democracy. And um, we want to continue to devolve power, which is one thing to local communities, which is one thing we've started in government with things like the regional growth fund and giving um, councils like uh, Chiltern District Council more control and and Buckinghamshire County Council more control over finances. So the Lib Dems do want to devolve power so that local people have more of a say about their own lives. Um, When it comes to um, the sort of the general feeling about what people want from politicians, I think. Having not been a politician before, and it's my personal view, I think people want honesty. They're tired of hearing a lot of sort of antagonism and people sort of flinging things back and forth to each other. They just want people to stand up and be honest. And I have to say that that's what Nick Clegg did with tuition fees. He actually apologized and it's on YouTube, so you can Google Nick Clegg YouTube tuition fees, and you'll see that he's apologised, which a lot of other politicians and other parties have not done, the things that they've gotten wrong, okay? And also I'd like to say, when it comes to your vote counting in this particular area, that the Lib Dems last time around took 28.5% of the vote, which was more than double the vote from Greens, UKIP, Labour combined. So if you do want somebody besides a Conservative, we are your best hope. We're the tactical vote for this area. And I'd love to represent you. I'd love to shake things up a bit. And Yes, there we go. I won't I won't I, won't, I won't well, throw I won't throw, throw anything away. No, say no. no, so, no. So you know. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm not going to get into anything except to say that I, I am the best um, alternative to Cheryl when it comes to where the vote is. I've been on the doorstep an awful lot, actually. I don't always tweet when I'm on the doorstep because I don't want my other parties to know that I'm on the doorstep. But I've been talking to a lot of local voters, and they just want to be listened to. That's what I'm finding. You know, if you want to engage people, actually knock on their door, talk to them, hear what's bothering them, and, and, and listen to their point of view. If I were to be elected your MP, which might happen in this political climate, you never know, if I were to be elected, I would be in the constituency listening to people and representing to you because a democracy is a representative democracy. It's not me doing my thing in Parliament. It's me taking your point of view on board and representing you in Parliament. Yes, I do not live in the constituency. I actually have my family home in Oxford. My three kids are in school in Oxford. My husband teaches at Oxford University but I would keep a constituency place here. I'm sorry, I cannot move here. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I love the area. It's super. Um, but with two career households, and uh, you'll find this as you get older and balancing careers, you can't both live where you work. So that, that's me. And there we go. I've gone on long enough. for Yes. Okay. Sorry.
0: Thank you. Right, okay. I'm going to open it up to the floor now. Um, I've heard a bit of enough from me and plenty from these guys. So does anybody have any questions that they would like to ask? I've, I had a hand come straight up over here.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, but who are the Tories?
1: Cheryl sure. yeah. Gillan has been the MP since
2: 1992.
1: They're the Conservative. yes. Yeah, Conservative, yeah. Conservative <laughs> Conservatives. Yes,
0: they're the Conservatives. Yes. No, no, that's okay. You, you can ask for anything. Okay, please I don't push her. No, no, it. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any hands? Did
1: you all you hear that? I'll, yes, I'll take that. Um, the lip are for actually legalising medical marijuana. And we're also for reforming drug policy, that if you are caught with personal possession, that should not be a criminal offence, but that you should be offered help, you should be offered treatment, that what should be criminalised is those that are providing the drugs, and so we will crack down on that. But that when it comes to people using drugs, that that should become a department of health issue and not a criminal issue. We would like to follow the model that's run in Portugal. You can Google it later and find out what they do. We think it's an excellent model for how drugs are handled in society. Um, that's enough for that for now, but that's the genstone of policy. Okay. Anybody else got yeah,
0: any no, views? Okay, um, just
3: briefly, I'm actually, as it happens, um, you policy for the tendency of UKIP policy is very similar to what you just heard from the Lib Dem. I mean, we do, when it comes to the matter of individual liberty, UKIP you know, and Lib Dems actually agree more often than I would like to admit. i would like to hear but that. But certainly, if, I hadn't, if it hadn't already been mentioned, I would have drawn attention to Portugal, which has most unusually decriminalised uh, drugs in, in general and discovered, as you would expect, I think, that actually there's far less damage to society and far more opportunity to uh, deal with the health effects of people who have become addicts. Yeah. Okay.
4: I mean, I tend to agree with the idea that if you treat um, addiction as a health problem rather than as uh, a, a sort of an excuse to pick on people and uh, stigmatise them, then you're much more likely to help them. And I think that one of the key points about uh, drug policy is that you've got to fund the NHS properly. Uh, if you don't fund the NHS properly, what you'll find is uh, you don't get enough doctors to see people in time. and Sometimes people have crisis moments, and if you can't be seen at that moment, then you're never going to transform their lives. So we'd integrate in our health policy mental health uh, uh, issues, uh, physical health issues. I'll come back onto the drug thing in a minute. Uh, physical health uh, issues, uh, and also uh, social care, so that people are looked after uh, when they have a crisis. We've also trained twenty thousand new nurses uh, and eight thousand new GPs. And, and there's a major. The reason I'm telling you this is because actually at the moment. A GP I know who lives in this constituency works over in Aylesbury and she can't recruit GPs where she works. I also hear in in places like Marlow, they can't recruit GPs um, because they haven't got enough trained GPs. If you could bring it back to the the question. You'll never never address that issue until you fund the infrastructure properly. And on drugs, I I, I take a libertarian view on on most uh, things like this. It's an issue of personal choice. Uh, I worry about the strength of modern day marijuana, it's a lot stronger than when I was young, Uh, (laughs) so I hear, Uh, and and, and I think it can do quite a lot of damage to people, but uh, I I would rather people not be put in prison for that, Uh, I'd rather they be encouraged in another
2: way not to take drugs. Uh, Green Party policy goes a little bit further They, just, they take Russell Brand's view That uh, the drug use is a, is a health issue It's not a criminal issue
0: okay. Excellent, thank you very much Okay, uh, yes
1: Seeing as the mental health services In Buckinghamshire are Disgustingly just rubbish What will you do to fix that
0: Especially for young people Do you have that pointed at anybody in particular Or are you happy for yeah? okay. uh, sure. Do you want to start
1: Oh, yes, I'm more than happy to start. Actually, the mental health issues are actually very, very close to my heart. It's one of the reasons I got into politics, because I've had friends go through the mental health system, and it's rubbish. So uh, with that as a starting point, let me tell you what the Lib Dems plan to do and have done in in, in government. Norman Lamb, who's been the health minister, has found lots and lots of money for mental health and they put £400 million into talking therapies. That was in the last government. But what are we going to do, which is your question? And what we're going to do is we've pledged £1.25 billion for young people's mental health because 75, yeah, three in four cases of mental health developed under the age of 18. And if you don't treat people when they're young, then they develop lifelong problems. So we want to put 250 million pounds a year into the young person's mental health program. And then in addition to that, we want to um, bring down waiting times for mental health so that the first time a young person has a psychotic episode, they're seen within two weeks, which is the same waiting time for cancer treatment. And if they're experiencing self-harm or depression or other mental health issues, they would be seen within six weeks with a maximum time of 18 weeks. This is important because before there's never been waiting time targets for mental health. It's always been pushed to the side. If you break your leg or if something else goes wrong with you, you're seen with it a target of time, but not with mental health. So we're introducing waiting time standards. We're putting a lot more money. The total funding for NHS, and for sorry, the total funding for mental health from the Lib Dems will be 3.5 billion. That's wrapping all the different things that we're post- proposing together. And we have costed the NHS budget. We are funding it along with the Stevens Review. You can look on our Website and see where we're getting the money from, so we will protect the NHS budget and even put more into mental health.
0: Okay, thank you. Anybody else want to contribute? Uh, Yeah, yeah, please. I
4: mean, I I think that uh, actually, if you get mental health care right, then you will save enormous amounts of money. Yes. So it's crazy, if I may put it like that, not to invest in it. And uh, I I have a direct experience of 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 mental health care in the sense I've had a relative who has battled very long term mental health problems. Uh, and uh, the reality is that we haven't treated it seriously we stigmatise people with mental health issues I walk around the constituency a lot at the moment I knock on people's doors and I've met some people in the most shocking state of sort of physical illness mainly because they started off being men- their mental health was unwell and they didn't get the appropriate treatment you're entitled to medication if you're physically alone the NHS but you should also be entitled to have someone to talk to uh, about your issues and-, and address it that way so we, we have to be much more clever in the way we deliver health care. We've got to link it up, mental health services, physical health services, but also, very key, social care as well. Because if you're elderly and you can't get health care, uh, um, uh, you go to hospital and you have your health care, you can't leave because there's nowhere else to go. So it's about the county council priorities, partly, but it's also about central government funding so that they can, uh, they can uh, have the resources they need. But it's incredibly important to me.
0: Yeah, super. Thank you very much. Uh, Alan, or well, Alan, just do you please, have I a... I mean,
3: you could also in favour of shifting resources towards mental health. Um, uh, and uh, I think, <laughs> actually, we should recognise, by the way, that enormous uh, scientific advances going on in mental health we have actually got an understanding of what is in fact going on in people's uh, heads much more than they had 10 or 20 years ago. So I think, I hope that, outlook is more encouraging. I'm sorry, Buckingham County Council services, since I happen to be a counsellor, are uh, 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 being criticised, as it were, and I'd like to know quite more about how that works. but. Um, we're also in favour of merging social care and NHS, and so on, because one of the problems here is there's gaps in provision, people falling between one thing and another. So we're very much in favour of that. Alan, okay. in my part. experience, um, knowing people who try to access mental
2: health services in Buckinghamshire, that you have to be suicidal before you even get seen. And uh, when you do get seen, you get a crisis team sent to your house, uh, and you have a nurse and a, a psych- um, psychiatrist turns up, and they'll medicate you, and they might. Uh, ask you to go to one of the facilities that, you know, the the reports that I've heard back from the places that uh, people do get get taken to are are horrifyingly scary. Um, And then you just get left to go and see your GP. It's not not joined up. It's not Mm -hmm. supporting people. Um, It needs radical reform. Okay, thank you. Um,
0: On the topic of uh, mental health... um, as part of the, uh, one of the projects that, that we provide as, with, as the youth service, um, we've got a, a large, uh, big event coming up, which is a, a massive forum for young people to come along and attend. Uh, it's going to be being held at the Oculus, which is at the Aylesbury Vale District Council offices in Aylesbury. Um, and the, the topic for the upcoming event, which is on June the 4th, um, is, uh, is, is based around mental health. So it's all going to be about what issues you guys have with um, the care and support that you get, um, and, and what you want to do about it and, and hopefully putting some, some things into place and, and uh, shouting at some decision makers. So um, I'm going to have flyers at the back um, for that event, so please feel free to, for, to take some away and, and for yourselves as well on the panel if that's something that interests you to come along. That would be really good too. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out more of our podcast episodes. Subscribe, comment and like.